Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive, a beautiful Man, I, I love this weather. This this is my perfect um, weather for non-summer. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's crisp, it's cool, it's not humid, sun shining, beautiful yeah, yeah. day. Going to get a little chilly this week. Well, I'm saying right now. It's right, perfect, yeah, right now it's right now. It's I mean, if you can just, time. I mean, obviously, I, I I don't want the sun to, to, I don't expect it to be Alaska. And, and there not to be any sunset, but I mean, you know. Mid to upper fifties for a high—that's perfect. You're watching the new True Detective, I'm guessing. Yeah, based I am. On that, based yeah, on that reference. but but it's uh, yeah, I would say it probably feels like sixty or so outside right now in yeah, in, in yeah. Auburn, and especially in the sun. Like it's uh, it, it it is just perfect out. Oh, it absolutely is. So hope everybody doing well. Um, yeah, enjoy was, enjoy this combination because. Oh yeah, yeah. Just wait. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it's going to be a little colder for the next few days. Don't think we've got any more rain. Coming oh, here was, in the next couple of days. I was talking about you and me on the on the show. Oh yeah, you mean the comment? Well, you're here for another day. I'm here for another day, and I'm here twice as many days as you will be next. And week. And I'm here Monday of next week. Four game road. You were trip. phasing Dan out. No, not really. Four game road trip for the Trojans. I am honored to be on the trip for all four of them, including a pretty long one. We're going to uh, to Norfolk next week uh, in, in uh, to take on ODU, and then we go to Bowling Green as part of the MAC, uh, the the MAC versus. Uh, Sunbelt challenge that that allows us to uh, uh, to you know we're we're gonna square off with with a, a team we just found out about that it's gonna be Bowling Green so never been to I mean I've been to I think I've been to Norfolk like briefly I have been to Norfolk twice okay it was as I was uh, I went there to get on a ship for my Navy ROTC cruise, and that was with the port we came back into. And that was the, that was the other time I have been there as we uh, departed and then returned I was, from my Navy ROTC cruise. That's it for my trips to Norfolk. I, I'm pretty sure I was there as part of my time there in like Newport News and stuff, seeing my uh, you know seeing my dad. Yeah. So so I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited about the uh, yeah get, getting to uh, getting to check that out. Yeah, that uh, it could but be, a little, could be a little cool up there. Could be chilly, especially Ohio. I'm thinking uh-huh. next week will be a, a, a bit frosty, but I am gonna have to miss some time here on the drive. We have we have Don Dunn. Don, oh. Coach Don, Coach Don will be with me this week. I know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He says he's available anytime, so uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna put him to the test. But no, he will be in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Really appreciate uh, Coach stepping up when he can to. Uh, uh, to fill, and he was useful uh, when, when you were uh, when you were on your cruise, and uh, and, and he's going to help out. Oh, absolutely! When, when I have to miss some time during basketball, yeah, look, looking forward to that. So, uh, so it's Bill and Dan, and we're joined in the uh, studio by a headphoneless to this moment. Yes, we need to get him some headphones. Uh, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. B Matt, how you doing, man? I'm 
doing good. good. Uh, ready for a big week of Auburn athletics and see if the basketball team can bounce back. Yeah, let's uh, return home is, 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 a, is a big factor. I mean, we gave some of those numbers last week uh, about top 10 teams on the road, and Auburn brought that number down just a little bit. It was <laughs> under 40%. And Auburn did its part as they go 0-2 on the road last week. They've got Vandy coming in before another tough road test this weekend in Oxford. We, so We looked at the, the February schedule. I mean, The February schedule is rough. I'm doing it from memory here. Seven games, three of them at home. Your home games are Alabama, Bama, South Carolina, and, and, Ken- and Kentucky, right? And Kentucky. And your road games are Ole Miss. Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and Florida. That, that, that's that's your February. That is Ooh. that's challenging. <laughs> and that's 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 seven games. Three of them, uh, the home games are all against tournament teams. I mean, all seven of the teams. The only team on the schedule in, in February that's not really fighting for an NCAA tournament spot at the moment is Georgia, and they're playing well. They are. Like I, they I really would, are. You know, watch watch out there, but. Yeah, you know, Auburn's got to get right Wednesday night because uh, it's going to get it, it's a gauntlet in in the month of February. And <clears throat> what you saw, what you saw last week didn't exactly fill you with confidence. No, and but it was it also wasn't the biggest surprise right. in the world. And in some respects, it it does because there were two competitive games um, that came down to the final minutes, right? Right. And um, you can see the things that Auburn needs to work on and. You know, Pearl has talked a lot about, and every coach really does, about how a team handles adversity, you know, mm-hmm. displays what type of character they are. And Pearl's been talking about this before this, um, you know, for last week's two losses. So this is an opportunity for him and uh, this team to be exposed a little bit in certain areas like rebounding, like, sh- you know, taking better shots, you know, especially on the road, um, like forcing turnovers and getting your transition offense going. Some things that they weren't able to do well um, at Alabama and at Mississippi State and improve on those. Oh, yes. And, I mean, we, we talked about it and talked about it after the loss in Tuscaloosa, the second chance points allowed, the yeah. uh, offensive rebounds allowed. Yes. And it happened again Saturday. 14 more. Auburn has, Auburn has allowed 30 offensive rebounds in the last two games. Alabama Ooh. had 16, Mississippi State 14. That's a and lot. And it's – it's really a credit to a team to give that up and have chances to win both ball games. It is, and uh, you know, it's not just the bigs that are problem. It's it's the it's the wings. It's the point guards. It's, uh, it's funny. It's, it's funny. Now, Dan and I were talking about that a little earlier. One of the things that that Auburn prides itself on is not allowing the opponents to fast break. But part of that is, you see. You see too many too many players at times dropping back when the balls when the balls being shot. You got right. a couple of guys dropping back to protect against the fast break, and that prevents you from being able to get second shots. Earlier in the season, Bruce talked about rebounding with five going to the basket when the shot goes up. I feel like Auburn's gotten away from that. Yes, and, and maybe maybe that's because now they're playing SEC teams. They can't send five to the basket and feel good about their transition defense. But but the trade off is I think that and Bill pointed out the. Uh, the, the offense's reliance on going uh, five out, you know, the the way the way things are spread out. Sometimes it feels like Auburn's <clears throat> Auburn's best Auburn's best rebounders are away from the basket when the shot goes up. Janai was was 
20 feet away from the basket, it felt like most of the time, especially first half, when Auburn had the ball in the front court, Janai was nowhere near the basket. And uh, I don't know that it's coincidental that he didn't have any points either at halftime. But uh, I think he, what did he finish? He only finished with around five or six rebounds for the ball game. Yeah, and you know, Mississippi State's a big team. They are. They're a big physical team. We knew that. But, you know, when you have a guy like Janai who can be a stretch five, and you don't take advantage of it when he when he's up against a bigger guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not able to take that guy and and, and drive past him or, or make plays from the perimeter. Uh, then you know you're not taking advantage of that situation as well as you should, and that's something they'll need to work on. Yeah. So uh, so Auburn drops both games uh, after a six point loss in Starkville on Saturday. Uh, we'd we'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Brian. Another day, and I feel like it's the uh, I feel like we're where they go Saturday Night Live, Generalissimo <laughs> Francisco Franco. The Auburn, uh, Auburn still without a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but you know, I, I think some people like me are just like, okay, whatever. I mean, it, you know, they'll get one. Yeah, right. It's you don't have to have a defensive coordinator right now. It's not not, the most not thing right in the world. now. I would think in the next in the next week or two, you you better because uh, you're going to start you're going to start spring football practice. Yeah. and you need a you need yeah. to at least know who's calling the plays and designing I, the defense absolutely. before then. I, I think it's going to uh, finish this week. You know, I think it's still some of the main characters we've talked about. Chris oh, yeah. Kiffin is still in the mix. He's also in the mix for some NFL opportunities. Um, that doesn't, doesn't it make it seem as though he is the top guy on Hugh Freeze's list and, and he is, I think he's the reason that it's not someone else yet is I think he's, it just appears that, that Hugh Freeze is waiting to know exactly what Chris, Chris Kiffin's decision is going to be. I think that's absolutely correct. I think, um, because of Hugh's, um, Previous, oh yeah, um, I mean he was with him all five years, wasn't he? He was, or, he was or a G eight Ole five. Miss right. when when you was a um, tight end coach. Then he came to Arkansas State when you was head coach, and then he followed uh, you to Ole Miss uh, mm-hmm. when he was the head coach there. So uh, he's worked with you at three different schools. So you've got the guy that you trust, and then you've got a young guy, a young, pretty young guy still. That's a great recruiter, and also yeah, he's like forty one, forty two, something like that. So yeah, there's there's a good reason he's used uh, number one choice but I think um, DJ Jerkins still a possibility there and I think um, Charles Keller remains a possibility just to be named a full-time DC so we'll see I I do feel like and I have a good reason to feel like this I do feel like it's going to come to an end this week I know a lot of folks would uh, would would, you know well they'd like to have something to either complain or rejoice about Uh, oh yeah Uh, and they will and they will brian matthews with us do they change i mean the the additional loan of kiffin or durkin or the promotion of kelly like do any of them really change your outlook on the next few months no in any significant way like would you have a different opinion about like i I don't know like i i think they could go off the board with somebody i suppose but yeah the options you just outlined i mean i mean i'm curious to see what's going to be but i wonder well, I guess, and if it's Kelly, there would be someone else getting a job. Right. Auburn's got an opening. They they have an opening right now for another coach, be it a defensive coordinator or a position coach. Right. So, so there there will there should be another hire. There should be an addition to the defensive staff. Right, and we'll see if it's. I mean, I guess there there are NFL. Uh, jobs, your know, NFL uh, staffs being formulated at the moment from, from different cities, and uh, you, you've got 
I guess some college staffs that are still you know round, rounding into form yeah. too, right? So so we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see when when that would you would you guess right now, Brian? Like just I mean, based on you know, would would you guess that it's it's leaning Kiffin at the moment, or is that I mean, if if, if you had to think like where where no, it seems I, to... I think Kiffin's probably leaning NFL if the right opportunity. Okay. That's what it feels like. I mean, I, I feel I just feel like if Chris Kiffin were wanting to come back to college, he would have done it by now. Right. I think he's – I mean, I don't think you can count him out because maybe the, the perfect NFL job doesn't come along and, right. and he takes it. But I do, I do wonder that now if Chris Kiffin takes it, you wonder how long, how long he's going to stick around. Yeah, and you just got to understand now because of this incredible schedule that college football coaches go through, the NFL – is just well, it's much, much more attractive, right? The, the NFL can pay you; they can give you more time away. To oh, you you can family. have you can actually right. have some time off, right? And it's, that's really not the case as much as you want it to be for college coaches. They get those three weeks in July, they get you know a little time here mm-hmm. and there, but it's just insane, especially once you get into November and December and January. And you, and you still have two NFL teams that. Uh, you know their, their search could come to an end at any time, but Seattle and Washington right now don't have coaches, and so they could also be looking for. They're going to have to fill out staffs yeah. whenever whenever they hire head coaches at those two schools. So it's a. Uh, I mean, it it does. If it ends up being, you know, if 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 this is sort of, if we're waiting to see what Chris Kiffin is doing, it would make sense to wait because he could also have opportunities elsewhere in the NFL. And he's also, as we said, he's got a pretty good situation now. I mean, you're, you're the outside linebacker slash ends coach in Houston, right? That's Will Anderson. Like you're and, I, and D'Amico Ryan's yeah, is, is I, your head coach. I think so Will An- like, I think Will Anderson's position coach is going to have an opportunity to look really smart over the next couple of years because mm-hmm. he's one of the best young players at his position in the league. So it's it's also a question if it's Kiffin. It's also a question of uh, of whether or not he wants to uproot what he's currently doing and and, and move on. We have the the lineup set. For the Super Bowl, it's yes. Taylor Swift and Usher. Yeah, should be great. We've got the show and the halftime Ooh, what, show. What a what a Sunday of NFL football, though. I mean, it really was between the the, the Ravens, who had been. I don't think people that 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 home team magic. What what happened to that? <laughs> well, people, yesterday. Uh, yeah. Well, the Ravens had been. Uh, you know, I was, I was reading some some numbers. You know, you know, look at some some pieces here. It's like the the, the Ravens, Niners found it, but well, the the Ravens had been one of the best regular season teams ever. There's like a defense adjusted stat, you know, that that can rate teams, you know, th- from different eras. Yeah. This Ravens team had been unbelievable in, in the regular season, and it just wasn't there. was wasn't there yesterday nope. against the Chiefs. Uh, they only only mustered ten points. No, I mean, and that was from the outset. It was they. It, yeah. it, it was a struggle. Nearly, nearly had seven more, but the fumble in in the end zone mm-hmm. there that's a Flowers play, a, a big one, and then uh, the uh, the interception at the end sort of set, you know that that seals it for, uh, for for Kansas City and what what a run Reed and, and Mahomes and company are on. Absolutely, and then the uh, the, the Niners with the, uh, the the biggest comeback in a in an mm-hmm. NFC title game. That game seemed over. Oh, you're not kidding. That game seemed over at the half, and yeah, San Francisco so. tied it. And it oh, was, they tied you know, it quickly too. Yeah. I mean, that it went from I guess what was it? It was a touchdown. It was it was the 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 wild face mask yeah. catch uh, that that set up the touchdown fumble touchdown. Just bam, bam, bam. Do you, it was, do you hate either of the fourth downs? 
for, for, for Detroit there? I mean, the. Uh, if you're I, I, a Lions I, fan, you probably do now. Again, I, I just don't think you should take this book of analytics and follow it one, two, three, four, make I, it all binary I, I, and not be able to make decisions. The, ki- the kick. I just hate it. The field, the decision to go for, the, the decision to go for it on fourth and two in field goal range. Yep. Is a tough one because fourth and two, you feel like you can keep the drive going and, and get seven and keep the ball. But you might need those points. And, you, you know, if you don't get it, you, you're coming away with – that was one where, I don't know, the, the, the wuss in me would have probably just taken the three points. Like, I just – you know, I feel like that's – you know, that, you know don't, don't gamble on that one. And then it started to feel like they were chasing it at the end there as, as San Francisco put on the, you know, added points and Detroit j- just couldn't answer back. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking for Lions fans because that thing felt like it was – it, it was all but over, and uh, instead, you know, I, I still wasn't sure how good Brock Purdy was, and it turns out, uh, ter- turns out he's pretty good. Like that, yeah, that's he's pretty good, and 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 I, I I've heard enough times how unathletic he is for a guy that uh, uh, is is a, he's he's still able to make, make some, some plays, plays, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I kind of uh, like I like um I like KC though. Just just their yeah, and I look and see and, the Niners' slight favorites uh, early on, so I I sure wouldn't. I sure wouldn't go against the Chiefs. You know, I, I'm thinking it's close, and I'm just I'm tired of picking against Mahomes and being wrong, yeah. right? When when I when I do it, so. And Taylor Swift's just on a roll right now. I just don't think how you can stop her. Yeah, I think you're right. You think you get the proposal after the game? You think the Chiefs, Chiefs win, and then it's like the Boise State game? <laughs> I right? do not what think it? they would do that publicly. I don't think I don't think they're that type of. I just no. maybe not. You know, probably not. All right, so so we've laid out a few things we can talk about. We'd love to hear from you. You can join us, as usual, by calling the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar, that number, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We're back with more just underway here on the Monday Drive. Concern Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 23 minutes uh, after 4 o'clock here on this Monday yeah. afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Got Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports-wise. Uh, Brian, let's see. Uh, um, I, I did get a chance. Since it's the last couple of days of my other job, uh, actually, actually uh, it was fairly calm Fairly calm Monday, uh, and and I was able to check out the the Monday musings. So I mean, always always entertaining. There. I'm, just, I'm just telling everybody just to calm down about basketball. It's it's a long season. Long yeah, and and I know it doesn't make anybody feel better to see other teams losing right. on the it road, is, but it, it's it it's just it's a fact. It's, it's tough. too early. It's too early to panic. Yeah, right. lose Wednesday. Oh yeah, give me give me a really rough month of February. Then we lose, then, then you then, lose you, you know. lose when, I mean because Vanderbilt. Oh, you lose on, Wednesday to Vandy on paper. Yeah, Vanderbilt quad four. I think yeah, it's so, a quad yeah. four game on paper. They are the worst team Auburn will play the rest of the regular. Auburn season. Auburn play Missouri, right? 
I don't okay. believe. And if they do, it's if they do, it's on the road. Yeah. But uh, but but I don't think. Auburn, you, well, you played everybody, don't yeah, you? Th- then Auburn would probably drop yeah. Missouri at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vandy and Missouri are the worst teams in the SEC. Yeah, and yeah. And, and what Arkansas has one conference win. No kidding. And there it's, and it's a buzzer beater over A and M. I mean, otherwise Arkansas would be right there, winless too. Incredible uh, situation. That's uh, hard to believe. They're, that. They're in, yeah, but, but you're right. Wednesday is an absolute. I mean, even. It doesn't matter if Auburn struggles; they need to win. But yes. it will not be. It will not. Everybody won't feel a whole lot better if Auburn I would struggles if, if against Vandy. If you're talking about Auburn winning the regular season conference title, it's probably a must-win game. Yes, because you lose that one, and the thought of of staying. In where the you hunt. make? Where are you making that up? Auburn's got some tough stretches in this month. Over the next six they or seven, they really games. have a tough. After the Vandy game, it. I mean, who's the next? Oh, surefire win. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you'd, but, you, you but would I want to say real quick though, they finish up Mississippi State at home, mm-hmm. at Missouri. There's that Missouri game, and then Georgia at home. So they have a chance okay. to finish up pretty good. That is, yeah. Although State, we saw Saturday right, how, yes. how tough that can be, and and Georgia's played pretty well. But you're right, compared to what they have coming up after Vandy. Yep. Yes, that that's uh, a bit of a breather. Yeah, you know, they're. I mean, South Carolina at home, Auburn should win that. That's um. They are. What's South Carolina? They've got the same record Auburn does. Oh, is that right? a tournament okay. team at yeah. the moment. Okay, you know, I didn't behind, behind Auburn. It, I believe Lenardi, going into going into this weekend's action, Lenardi had seven SEC teams in, maybe eight SEC teams in, and then also Yeah, I think had, he had eight. I think Lenardi had eight SEC teams in, and then Ole Miss and Florida just outside the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So ten SEC teams potentially in the field. That includes... Everyone Auburn plays in February except Georgia, and as we were saying, Georgia's playing better basketball lately under under Mike White. Could even, I mean, could could potentially push you know their their way onto the bubble with with wins like that. But no, I think it's a uh, it's a it's a tough stretch. Auburn can win these games. I mean, I don't think these teams are looking at it and saying, "Well, we get a break when we play Auburn." No, no, not that, at all. But, but it's uh, uh, yeah. I mean, but I was struck by since we're back on basketball, we moved on from this quickly, but but. Bruce Pearl talking after the game. Yes, he said something. He said something that I've never heard him say about the shooting. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I yep. hadn't heard that either. Yeah, I mean, for 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 years, it's been he's shoot. talked about shooters need to shoot. Yep, keep shooting. Yep, and he said Saturday that some players, some players, some players need to realize if they're if they're not making shots, stop, stop taking shooting. them. Yeah, to hear, to hear Bruce Pearl talk about shot selection needing to improve or certain sh- uh, players needing to stop trying to shoot their way out of the slump uh, was, was a it was a change in tone from mm-hmm. what he usually says when his team struggles to shoot from the outside. And, and I think it also maybe follows a, a week where there were times when Auburn went for a questionable three instead of playing to a matchup inside right. that favored either Janai or Jalen. Jay Williams talked about it during – the broadcast of the Auburn Alabama game. When, he when there said was, a lot of things during he, that broadcast. He, he did. I, oh I thought. Well, well, you know, what? and I think we talked. He, <laughs> he was, said a lot about no, understanding the rules. He was. He was a hundred percent. He was a hundred percent wrong about the about the ball, the tech, when when the, when, uh, the, when, when yeah. Sears threw the ball. Uh, but I did think the point he made about if if you don't if your bigs are running as hard as Janai and Jalen and and Dylan were in that game. More Janai and Jalen, I think he his point was if, if you're doing that and they're not touching the ball, 
three, four possessions in a row. Yeah, that was a good point. I right. thought that how, was how, long, a good how long are they going to keep running? Keep like running that, that hard. And, yeah. and that's you know that's something from he's he's played with talented big guys, and he probably played with some big guys who stopped running. Yes, yeah, said get me the ball or or yeah, or I'm, I'm not, waiting yeah, here. I'm not going to run it. I wonder you know I wonder how I wonder how Elton Brand took to like not getting the ball after a couple of possessions or something those days. So I, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a decent point, and then against the Mississippi State, although their their interior defense is tough. Yeah, like that is. was a that was, and I've heard people complaining about the referees uh, fr- from that game too. That game felt impossible to 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 really fairly ref because you were either gonna, I mean, it, it could have been a foul on every possession. I don't know mm-hmm. if people, I don't know if people want that. I, I like, thought you, I thought both of the last two games, the officials let them play a pretty good bit. Yeah, and and I and I'm not gonna defend like. I mean, I I would I would lean more towards bad officiating is chaos rather than bad officiating is slanted against your team or for a different team. But I think especially like underneath, it is so it's so so hard to do that. Like it it's it seems harder than ever to fairly officiate what's happening. I would say in the low post in general, but especially after the shot goes up. Like rebounds, like it is, it's brutal. And so, yeah, Auburn could have gotten a better shake, but um, all, all in all, I think it's 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 a problem they got to fix with or without the refs. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. By the way, Brian, South Carolina with the best overall record in the SEC. They're seventeen and three. Wow, computers seventeen don't, and three. Me, I know. Metrics, yeah, the metrics don't love the schedule at a conference. They, yeah, they had, but, but they, they've won. They had Clemson on the ropes in, and yes, I think one of their did. only out of conference losses. Yep. They were up ten in the second half of that game. Clemson, by the way, uh, Lenardi only has three ACC teams in the field right now: Duke, Carolina, and Clemson. Uh, he's got a couple others, Wake, Wake, and uh, Wake and Syracuse, maybe as as bubble teams. I, I forget who he's got uh, out there, but but he's he's just got three ACC teams in. And Bill, what was it you were saying about if the ACC is only a three bid league in basketball? Yeah, what use is that league if they're basketball? I mean, if they only have three teams in the NCAA mm-hmm. basketball tournament. They, they might as well go ahead and fold. Between, They're close anyway. Between Florida State and some of the football powers worrying <laughs> yeah. about the future and maybe ESPN looking at that ACC network contract and wondering, you know, where they put the receipt, you know, things like, yeah, you're right. If, if they're a three-bid league in basketball, it's uh, it does not bode well for that league's future. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Anything on your mind sports-wise as we continue with the Monday Drive. On ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, AuburnSports.com. Drew at the controls, and we'd love to hear from you. All right, we talked uh, Auburn basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk some more uh, Auburn football, but uh, Auburn baseball. First uh, full team workouts got started on Friday. Yeah, I got to go out there first day and uh, watch Joseph Gonzalez pitch. He went two and I think it was two-thirds, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or a little bit rusty at first, which is not a surprise, right? But settled in there and re- retired, I think, the last three batters he faced. Um, but overall, you know. Yeah, I saw Butch talking about him actually throwing harder and 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 having maybe to adjust to that. Yes. Um, definitely uh, during the 
during his basically off year almost, he has put in a lot of work in the weight room, so he's gotten bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. He was already a yes. healthy young man. Yes, he was. And I don't know exactly where his fastball is, is, is popping at right now or what it will once he you know throws full. Uh-huh. But um, it's definitely what it's done. It's taken a little bit of um, the sink, right? sink off his sinker. So it's just probably a matter of him just getting the feel back, I guess. You know, I don't, I don't think that's something you can just, hey, go throw the sinker right now. You know, you just got to right. find it. So I don't think he's quite found it. Or maybe he found it as that outing went on a, a little bit on Friday. But uh, he'll be back out there this Friday. And, and I think their plan is to get him ready to go uh, opening weekend, which will be two weeks from this two Friday. Two weeks from Friday. Yeah. That's great. Almost I there. mean, this would be this would be great. Oh, I, please, I would be thrilled please. with this kind of weather so for nice. the opening. You know, it's going to get cold. You know, it's going to be yep. cold when it when it comes in. But and we are uh, and we are efforting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to selfishly. I'm trying to not have the Butch Thompson appearance on the show happen while I'm gone. Yeah, the problem so is I'm you're, gone. You're I'm gone, gone a lot of the time. Well, much of the next two weeks, especially right. with the season start. So I've, we've got an email into uh, to George who does a great job, and, and we're going to work on at some point between now and the start mm-hmm. of the season having Auburn coach uh, Butch Thompson. He wants to do it. It's just a matter of finding yeah. some, some time in the schedule. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have Coach on to talk about the season, and uh, I'll, ma- I'll make sure you're in the house for it, Bill, because it's – Well, that know, would be that, good. Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate you'd that. You'd appreciate that. You want to talk I'm, to I should be here most of the time. I don't know of – I don't know of any any reason you don't have I won't any, be you don't here have any cruises. You don't have any cruises coming. Uh, not yet. Floyd's trying to find some. I mean, we've already had two or three sent. Oh, how about this one? It's like you know, some some folks may be able to afford to cruise every month or two. Uh, we're we're not among those. Brian, think, don't some people retire and just live on cruise ships? Man, there. Yeah, I, I read this. read a story a couple of, about a couple of people that do that. Um, Brian, I mean, you know, you're not quite there yet. No, no. But I mean, when you do, I started thinking about this, and it makes sense as compared to like. A retirement home; those right. those things are very, very expensive, and for what you pay on a cruise ship, I mean, it's all inclusive. You got your food, you've mm-hmm. got uh, entertainment. You know, it's, uh, entertainment. That's exactly right. And somebody's cleaning up after you all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I not, mean, not yeah, too, you can do a whole lot worse than that. Yeah. I should also mention Friday. Um, saw Chase Alsop throw uh, uh-huh. opposite, and he threw really, really well. And I think those are the two guys, him and Joseph, that um, Butch Thompson and his guys want to. Uh, build that staff around as the top two starters. Uh, there, there are quite a few possibilities there, I think, on the mound. Yes, I think there's wide open competition for starters and top uh, relief guys and even closers, but I think they feel great about all the depth they have uh, on the mound and the versatility of guys. I think they got some hard throwers. they got some you know, guys that can do different jobs there. And I think the biggest competition is going to be the infield where they got probably five guys competing for three spots. Hmm. That's second, short, and third. I'm really, I mean, I'm I'm fired up about uh, Gonzalez uh, coming back and and hopefully having a a, a season where he can uh, rehabilitate his draft stock and 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 come back and have a great you know final season of college baseball uh, for Auburn. Ike Irish, you know, really exciting first year uh, w- with Auburn. Like that, that's a guy who. I mean, it, it, at times it didn't seem like he was in his his first. Oh no, not at all, not at all. I mean, it's such a, he had such a mature approach at the plate. I'm looking forward. I didn't get a chance to get out there and and see them. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I expect him to drive the ball a little bit better. Yeah, but he was catching, and that's going to be his full time position, uh, which will be good. That puts a bigger bat there in the lineup and allows you some more flexibility at DH and first base and such. So, um, and he looked good out there uh, doing that. And I think. Um, Do you think? Again, not not to skip ahead two years, you know, into what I because because Ike Irish has two more years in college baseball mm-hmm. before going pro. Do you think at the next level teams will think he's a catcher, or or will we find out the answer to that? 
based on how he performs, you know, over the next over, over the next season or two. Because that's, I mean, the bat plays just about anywhere. And if he could play, I mean, if he can actually play catcher, like at you know at, at the next level, on top of what he can do as a hitter, it's it's got to be, you know, he, he's got to be a really interesting prospect. I think that is hundred percent the plan okay. uh, for him, and um, you know, we'll see how he develops over the next two years. I think Butch feels like that's one of their strongest positions this year. Uh, Carter Wright is a backup catcher. He's a senior, a lot of experience there. He's going to get a chance to play as a backup and maybe DH some. And then they really like Kale Strickland, um, uh, the true freshman coming in, already very advanced as a defensive player and just coming to his own as a, as a hitter. But um, they feel really good about that position. And then there's um, yeah Cooper. Right, I mean that, that's a, that's a guy in the uh, in, in the infield, you know, that, that folks yes. are excited. Second year with the team, yes, he's played a lot of college baseball, but you know, got got more comfortable as the season went on, and uh, could have a uh, could have an even better second season with all. Yeah, Cooper Murray is, is back. Uh, had some, um, I guess Injury, he had offseason yeah. surgery, mm-hmm. but he's back at first base, hundred percent. And then you've also got Cooper Weiss coming in, uh, one of a couple of um, transfers in the infield. He's competing probably at shortstop. You got Derek. Yeah, he's getting Florida. Florida. Right? No, Derek Fabian no, from that's Florida, right, that's right. who's going to play the second or third. My guess would be third, but we'll see. Um, you've got um, I know oh Javon Hernandez from um, from Jack State, I believe, uh, coming in. He's a second baseman, third baseman, uh, most likely. Uh, then you got Gavin Miller coming back. He's competing at third, and you got um, uh, Caden Green, who was your starter last year at second, back too. So. Uh, I think that's five guys competing for those three positions. So we'll see how that works out. I'm excited what it's going to look like too. I've seen that you know we've seen the renderings of the. I guess they're not just renderings; they're pictures of what Auburn has uh, in the uh, you know plan for the the, yeah. the the outfield deck now behind yes. uh, behind right center. And I want to see what that looks like when there's uh, when when there's folks out there. It's going to be a tiered deck in the outfield for students. I forget the number of uh, students it'll it'll see, but it's a good number. Yeah, it's a couple, two or three hundred or yeah. something like that, I believe. And then, um, you know, they put that row of of new, really nice seats down there. I haven't actually put the seats in, but everything the Hall of Fame, them. the Hall of Fame yeah. club there. So all I got to do is basically put the seats. I think everything else yeah. is done there. The new walls up and that's really that's I, that I, that I, that's what I really I can't wait to see that. And uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's really cool that. You know, folks, when when they're available, folks can can buy access in there, be able to get in, yeah. uh, you know, get along the rail. Uh, you know, you still have to have your own ticket to get yep. into the stadium and everything. And then the Hall of really Fame cool. Club, uh, which is basically just a nice place you can go drink a beer or yeah. or, or, or whatever, and uh, before, during, or after the game. Uh, you know, they're they're working on that right now. It should be finished for the season. My plan right now is to um, you know go down, do my interviews, and then go to the club and drink a beer and write my story. So we'll see how that. That flies with everybody over there. You're gonna spend the first couple. You're gonna spend your first couple of innings in right center, you know, hanging out, hanging out with the uh, the, with with the yeah, riffraff. That sounds like a great idea. You're gonna be there in the mosh pit, yeah, and then uh, and and then yeah, find your way to the to the Hall of Fame Hall club, club, and right, then yeah. back maybe, to the press box. Maybe the yeah. press box a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Move, move around a little bit. You can only yeah. you can only sit next to Adam Cole for so long. That's before right. You gotta finally, you know, you gotta go. <laughs> just just kidding with you, pal. Uh, but the. Uh, uh, no, that, look, looking forward to it to baseball season, and like Bill was saying, this is great weather for it. So, uh, uh, any any other does do, do the public have any other glimpses of the team between uh, now and the start of the season? Or oh, they can go. Practices are wide open. Right, scrimmages cool. just mm-hmm. about every day, and uh, I can pull up one here. But they post the schedule pretty regularly, so you you know what time they'll be uh, practicing when the scrimmages are. I don't know if the schedule for this week yet, but yes, they are wide open. Um, yeah, I don't see a schedule up yet for this week, but there should be one soon. Sorry about that. I'm getting uh, 
Yeah, what's going, what's going I, on over I, there, I've, Well, look, I've got a couple of days there. There are people that are asking me oh, things, boy. and it's like uh, I'm getting uh, – like I said, I had to track down a couple of things. I've got, like, keys and, you know – Things that I thought take us through the process. You, you might can, well, you, you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't gotten this checklist yet. <laughs> I'm having to go. Hey, do you want these keys back? Uh, you know, they're you running know, out of what, time. What about what about the university credit card? You want? To, can I just buy my season tickets with it? Is it going away? <laughs> they're uh, running. They're running you know. out of time to give you that checklist. You know. Yeah. So I get a so I get a note or something every <laughs> once in a while. Like, oh, are you retiring? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not like I mean I I, I wouldn't expect everybody on campus. How to much know of how much of Ken's stuff are you taking with you from those uh, the, the shelves? Uh, as much as I can carry. Are you? No, because <laughs> we got to do something with that. Uh, yeah, you're right. There there will there will be a lot there will be a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. Anybody need a monitor? I got got some. You got to watch watch the things that I have for sale here, folks. No, I'm, I'm not going to check be, the check the eBay account. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I'm not going to not going to do any of that. I know better than that. But uh, no, sorry about that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So so baseball. I mean, it's uh, progressing along. Looking forward to it. Like we said, two weeks from Friday. Yeah, I'll be here. So I that's guess, that, so that, that is great. Is open again? Yes, I believe you're right. And still, I believe some single game tickets. Available, so yeah. uh, I'd encourage you to go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry, Eastern get Kentucky this. is opening soon. Well, oh, okay, well, uh, you may so, have you may have said that there were too many to list, but beyond beyond Gonzalez, what are you thinking rotation wise? Like who who would stand out to you as 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 contenders? Bill, that's also I guess a question for you, knowing you know the roster. I uh, well, since I haven't, you haven't had a able to, go out, to you haven't see them, them yet. There, I yeah. mean, it's it's a little more difficult. Um, that's a good question. I, I would think that Kristen Herberholtz has a great chance of being a star yeah. there. Um, there is a freshman, Cam Tilly, who they really like. And, you know, I don't know if he's advancing up. To, hey, we like him so much we want to put him on Sunday in SEC or we want him to be a, a Tuesday or Wednesday midweek guy. But he's definitely one to watch there, too, I feel like. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Tanner Bauman is going to be probably like the guy they rely on to come in and be the first guy out of the pen and settle things down or, you know, when things aren't going well or – be the bridge from the starter to the closer, whatever you mm-hmm. need there. I think he'll be a, a really important part of this team. And then you got Will Cannon coming back. Uh, Zach Crotchfeld is, is back. I mean, they just got a lot of really good arms. They uh, do. And, and, and for a lot of these guys, Auburn, uh, they were, you know, Auburn sort of threw them into the fire a little bit last year. I mean, you, you had some yes. guys that went out there. And we've talked about it in, in many different sports, but a lot of times that, that first to the second year on, the, on this level – is where you see that big, big jump. Yeah. So, uh, and they had three really high, highly talented true freshmen that played last year. So we'll see how they perform mm-hmm. too. But um, yeah, this this is a pitching staff with a uh, that's really just got to figure out roles, right? They've got the they've got the arms, they've got the depth. They just got to figure out where everybody's gonna fit in. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. I uh, love for you to join in, Bill, Dan, and Brian here on the Monday Drive. Conservative Justice online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Ten minutes away from five o'clock here on this Monday afternoon. Bill Dan, Brian Matthews, MarvinSports.com. Yeah, we were just uh talking during the break, trying to think if there was any other news? Because a lot of times on Mondays it feels like, oh well, we've talked about that, but there would have been something 
that has happened in the last week that we haven't talked to Brian about. Well, no, and I am curious, sort of like, is there anything, you know, Brian, even even though you wrote in the musings, like folks should not overreact to the loss, to the, the, to the, the two losses Auburn men's basketball had this past week. Right. Is, is there anything that concerns you, like as, as far as what you saw in those two or things that you had, you know, concerns you had going in that, that sort of played out, you know, the, the, way you, the way you worried they might? I think long term, I'm still concerned about this team shooting from three point range. I just Auburn is shooting less than 25 percent right. from three in conference play. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an issue. I think some of it, you got a question. You know, do they have enough good shooters on the team? Just from a talent yeah, perspective. and and we really thought this that that this team would be right. a a much better shooting team, and it's falling right in line with the last mm-hmm. couple. And the other question is, you know. Are they doing a good enough job taking better, clearer shots and not rushing? And I think that's part of the problem. I also think some guys that should be better three-point shooting, you know, shooters right now are not really hitting their stride yet. I don't think Denver is. No, he hasn't well at he all should. yet. I don't think Trey Donaldson's shooting as well as you think he can and will. You know, I just think there's some guys that just really haven't got it going yet too. So uh, that can still turn around, right? This team can get hotter from the outside. Some players can get better, and this team can make a run. But that's probably my biggest concern overall, along with the lack of rebounding. I just that's well, that was a concern of Bruce's and start. and of ours preseason. Yeah. I mean, how is this team going to improve? Auburn struggled on the boards a year ago. They really rebounded well the first month of the season. The numbers yep. have gradually gotten worse over the over the subsequent you know two months or so, uh, and and. You know, Denver's a question that, you know, I think, you know, we were wondering, like, is that... Dan, Dan, and, I, Dan and I were talking about him, and Dan said, you know, right now, uh, he's reminiscent of one of our favorite guys, and Zepp Jasper, who was a scorer when yeah. he came in, but he became a defensive right. stopper, and Denver has become a really good defensive yes. player. Yes, and you just keep waiting for him to become more of an offensive player and, and just be more of a weapon. It just hasn't happened yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen, right? So, I, I just... I'm just going to be wait and see on some of these things. I'm not going to say he can or can't do something. You know, but right now. but the concern again, rebounding. I I don't think know, Denver. I don't think Denver is one of the players when Bruce talks about guys who need to stop oh, no. shooting. No, no, no. no. As a matter of fact, sometimes Denver needs to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably to, shoot more. Right. If, if anything, yeah. if anything, Denver would be one of the players where maybe if we're if we're looking for you know who, who needs more and who needs less, Denver would be in the category of guys mm-hmm. who, who maybe need more. And then. Uh, Rebounding, I mean, I, I know we talked about preseason being concerned with physical front courts, and that's yeah. what we saw this past Saturday. I mean, Alabama is not known for that, and, and they out-rebounded Auburn. But uh, Mississippi State, the, the teams that, that have the, you know, the, the bangers, the physical mm-hmm. guys down low, that's the ones that I, I was concerned about how Auburn was going to uh, be able to match up against, and they have to improve. Yeah. They've got to at least – Dylan Cardwell on with us on Thursday said, look, we've got to block out better. Yeah, and I thought I thought Alabama just outplayed Auburn in a lot of ways. They yeah, I agree. They them, had more intensity, more fire to it. And then I, I think with Mississippi State, I think they did out-physical Auburn, right? They just They, they just did, and, and I wonder, Brian, I, I wonder now in, in hindsight if, if Bruce, uh, how, how he feels about keeping the team away from home. Yeah, because they looked they looked sluggish. They, they looked did. a little tired. Yeah, and I, I'll speak. State. I'll speak on this. Yeah, you've been with teams that do that. Yeah, I, I've been with team. When I heard Auburn plan to spend 
the entire time Tuesday through Saturday away. Um, that's that's four nights in a hotel room, four night in different hotel rooms. Right. Sure, but that's four nights where you don't sleep in your own bed. I think in hindsight, you know, I wonder, you know, what sort of money was saved if if it was even a financial decision because Auburn could have come home late Wednesday night after the Alabama game. Uh, they probably probably didn't save any money. It'd been cheaper they, to pay uh, the gas to I come think back. It's more of hey, this is going to happen during the NCAA tournament when you go away yeah. for basically yeah. four days, right? And play and two I get, games. And I get that. I get you know I getting know. a team ready for yeah. it. I just I just think that you know a Tuesday through a Tuesday through Saturday away if you can avoid it. Now if it's if it's Kentucky and Missouri, oh, if you're thousands of miles right, away, yeah, yeah. But but to me, I think they could have come home. They could have spent Wednesday and Thursday night. Granted, it would have been a late night Wednesday. But they could have spent Wednesday and Thursday nights in their own beds, and then left mm-hmm. Friday for for Starkville. And, and yeah, I do wonder if it would have uh, if it would have freshened things up for uh, for, for Saturday. In hindsight, yeah, if, if it would have made. Oh it yeah, easier. I think it's a, leg- a legit question, and probably something Bruce will be asked about. Yeah, that right. for, that fourth Tomorrow. night. Yes, <laughs> that fourth straight that fourth straight night in a hotel room is yeah. is is tough. You don't you you don't wake up rearing to go and and ready to go play a game of basketball. It's 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 a tough thing to adjust to. We're halfway done here on the Monday Drive. Love for you to join in again. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the number to get you through here on the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on. ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Monday Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Had a good weekend and uh, enjoying a very pleasant Monday weather-wise. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews, MarlboroSports.com. Are we out of the woods cold-wise for the rest of the uh, year? No. No. Okay. What are you talking about? I wasn't sure. Cold-wise? I think it's going to be freezing tonight or tomorrow night. Well, I wasn't sure when. 31. We it's not going to be back in the teens anytime. So just wait till baseball gets here. It starts to when warm Brian, up. Brian, Brian knows. We, we know that mm. uh, you know, just when you think spring is about to here, spring's about to be here and things are going to thaw out, we got to have the start of baseball season, so there's got to be at least one more freeze, one hard freeze. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, I mean at least doesn't right now. I don't, I haven't looked at the long range forecast, but like over the next ten days or something, it doesn't look uh, doesn't look too bad. It's going to be chilly a few times, but nothing like okay. uh, what we saw a couple of weeks ago. I don't think highs in the mid fifties to the mid sixties. That's though, fine. You know, that is yeah, that is absolutely fine. I, I think you'll absolutely take that this time of year. Oh no, no question, and that'll be great for baseball. We were talking about it a while ago for them to. Uh, get ready for the start of the season, which is two weeks from this Friday. We'd love for you to join us here in hour number two of The Drive, by the way. The second hour of the show brought to you, as usual, by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. On the web at orthoclinic.com. And how can you do so? Well, you can call us on The Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. 
That number, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive Text Box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron, or go to ESPNAU.com and use the Podcast Center. You can also listen live at ESPNAU.com if you're not in the ESPN 1067 listening area and uh i believe the women's basketball game uh either it just tipped off maybe is that is that uh would that be w lee or au 100 that's au 100 i think uh we've got uh women's basketball uh this year and that game was uh uh, an early i uh, didn't realize it was this early i knew it was an early start i didn't realize it was five i want to say it was a uh or maybe it's a six okay it's a six so that's what i was thinking that that game that game is tipping off in about an hour uh we'll have we'll have pregame coverage for you on, on a 100 leading up to a uh, tip-off Auburn and Georgia tonight Auburn is a bubble team a genuine uh, a genuine NCAA women's basketball uh, bubble team yeah so, 13 uh, and six is that what you said the uh, the record is right now two and four in the league 13 and six that's right Ju- just outside probably need to you know need, need to keep winning conference games especially at home Georgia's a bottom three bottom four team although I saw them play earlier this year against Troy and they uh, they, they look pretty good that night but it's a uh, uh, yeah I think Auburn needs to really you know they need to hold hold serve uh, at home, and so this is a, a big game for uh, Coach Jay and and the women's basketball team as they try to uh, uh, complete their push into the uh, NCAA tournament. Meanwhile, Auburn basketball uh, returning home, thank goodness, to Noble Arena. Another late night game um, for Auburn. Eight o'clock tip against Vandy on Wednesday night uh, against the tips. the team with the worst record in the league, zero and seven. I believe Missouri's zero and six. That's the only reason that. Uh, uh, but but uh, yeah, Auburn losing its second straight ball game. Actually, actually, no, Vandy's zero and six. Missouri's zero and seven. But anyway, um, Auburn losing its second straight road game as they fell to Mississippi State sixty four fifty eight on Saturday. We talked about that a good bit in hour number one. We'd love for you to join in here in hour number two. Anything on your mind, sports wise? Want to talk the Super Bowl matchup yesterday's? Um, conference title games, um, the defensive coordinator search. Uh, we well, Something we haven't gotten to and we will is Auburn's hired this past week, apparently, of a GM for, uh, for football. We can get into that, but let's first get to the drive hotline sponsored by Sky Bar and Jeremy gets us started. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, yeah, I was a little, little disappointed. Like, I was, I was hurt for the Lions and their fans. I don't, I don't know how, how fans of teams that have never won a Super Bowl deal with it. Um, yeah, and, and it's uh, and and to and to just look like they're going to win it going away. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, I, I almost thought about catching up on a couple of other things there in the second half, and it's like, uh, fortunately, I didn't turn it off. I mean, or and I was able to see that that wild. Uh, flurry there that uh, resulted in, um, I guess it was uh, like 14 points in, in about a minute. And the the way it played out, it's so convenient. Fox even put the yeah. Fox put the, uh, the the graphic up that said, you know, here here's how many here's how many conference championship game appearances the 49ers players have because they'd been to for the last five. And you know there were seventy plus appearances in a conference championship game on the Niners team. And I think there were there were 15 or fewer on the whole Lions roster. Uh, because so many of these guys had never been this deep in the playoffs before, and and that it seems like it doesn't matter. And then you see the Niners throw a 27-0 run on the board in the second half of a game where they they felt like 
uh, they, they were in huge trouble going into the half. And you do, you know, it, it does, it, it lends credence to the argument that experience really matters the deeper you go in the NFL playoffs and uh, teams that, uh, t- teams that hadn't been there before tended to make the big mistakes yesterday. That, that, that's what I was fixing to say. I don't, I don't know that it's as much as the teams that have been there and the players that have been there, it helps them as much as it hurts the guys that have it. Um, their, their ability to deal with it and to not have all that, I mean, all the pressure in the world on those Detroit players. And once, once something starts to go wrong, because that hasn't happened, like this whole playoffs up until the third quarter yesterday had gone super smooth for the Detroit Lions. I and what moment, Jeremy? When did you when did you decide the Niners are winning this game? Because I think I I think the Gibbs fumble for me was when the when when San that Francisco was, that was the that was the nail when San Francisco picked up the Gibbs fumble. I said, "Oh, Detroit's not going to win today." Like this this one's yeah. and, and, may, and maybe I was late. Maybe I was late to the party because it might have been before that. When you, I mean, the the ball that bounces off the guy's face mask and, and goes and goes to the 49er gives you you know some of that. But I. Uh, no, I, I just it was, uh, yeah, j- just a crushing collapse for a team that has has never been that close to the Super Bowl before. And like Dan Campbell said, you know, it's, it they, they do wonder the next time they'll ever be uh, that close again. Um, and then on the other side, you've got the Ravens that just absolutely could not control themselves. Like you, you talk about playing with aggression and and playing wide open. But you better have a limit on what you're what you do, and they they had none of that. Um, between I mean just just the moronic penalties that they got during the course of that game. And and I I found my you know I, I was rooting for Lamar Jackson probably more than any individual player in this postseason because uh, I you know I've, I want to see him win a cha- I want to see him win a championship before uh, before his prime is over and quarterbacks who play like Lamar Jackson tend to have shorter primes than uh, than, than quarterbacks who don't run the ball uh, as, as often as, as he does so I, I'm you know it's it's uh, but but they, they just weren't they weren't good yesterday like especially the offense like the precision that had been there when they were a historically good regular season team it wasn't there yesterday it wasn't there from the very beginning and um, you know it's, it's probably a different football game if Zay, if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble uh, diving into the end zone on that on yeah. that touchdown like that then I think that makes that puts more pressure on Kansas City to keep producing uh, that that maybe makes it easier on the Ravens but uh, they you know the, the big mistakes in, it was it was the same same deal the big mistakes were made by the Ravens in in that game yep. um, look start going back to Auburn basketball you know the shooting we, we've been here two years in a row now at, at almost the identical points in the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just start to wonder, like, is, is this just our guy? Um, my my only concern is not the front court getting pushed around so much. I mean, that, that's a problem because everybody that you're going to play on the SEC is going to have bigs that, that'll bang and push. You know, Jalen, Jalen's not that guy. Um, and, you know, him, him matched up at four sometimes is – that's tough when you're playing against a guy that does. Um, but the, the guards, like we are, we are having to run offense from way out wide, and you know us us not being able to get up and down the floor in the last couple of games because the other team is crashing the 
offensive board so hard that we're not getting defensive rebounds. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know how we counteract that um, because our guard, our, our guards are not physical and do not deal. With, uh, Trey, Trey can be, but the the other guys do not deal with with physicality very well. And you know how much how much playing time does do you keep giving to to Leor and Chris Moore? If you're just not getting anything from it, hard to argue with that, uh, Jeremy. I mean, the issue the issue with Leor and Chris Moore would be where where do you give where does that playing time go? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we've we've talked about lineups with Jalen at the three, uh, but they you know, I don't think they're going to go that you know this deep into his career. They're probably not going to really you know experiment with that and and Janai and Dylan you know on on the on the floor together. Um, I guess you could play three of the guards out there at the same time uh, when you want to when you want to give Chad Baker Mazzara a break because he's probably not going to play 30 plus minutes but no I, I do I do wonder if at so, I mean I think this next the next the next week or two weeks will be uh, you know that th- those are games where we'll see you know if if Bruce is going to make a lineup adjustment it's now or never do, well there's a lot of us have been talking about seeing more of it having having Trey and Aiden on the floor at the same time um, I know. I know you're trying. You're you're limiting their minutes by you expand their minutes by having them out there at the same time, and it might make you a little bit small. But you're already smaller than when you've got KD and Trey out on the floor at the same time. Um, you, you're still running into the same problem. And I just think having having Aiden and Trey out there who are probably a little more effective. Um, without the ball in their hands all the time, would would be a big boost. Aiden is the one to me where I I do wonder if 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 the answer you know if if he's one of the the shot selection culprits, you know does does he does he get moved off the ball? Do you play him less? Like are there adjustments made there? I I don't know because I feel like with Aiden it's it's you know he's going to run hot or cold in his first season of of college basketball and. You know, some some of the you know, some some of the three point looks are, you know, seem low percentage at the time, but but he's hit other ones that are you know from from those distances. So yeah, I, I don't know, like that the yeah you know, the question of how much of it is personnel and how much of it is philosophy, like for this basketball team, like I, I think we'll we'll get we'll get some more answers. Like I said, you know, seeing them against some of this competition over the next couple of weeks. Appreciate the call, Jeremy. Let's uh, move on. Specter is up next. Hey, Specter. Hey, Specter. Hey guys, uh, is it me or is Jeremy's phone messed up or something? Sound a little hot sometimes. Yeah, I had a hard time understanding some of his words, but uh, Jeremy, if you're still listening, check out the podcast, see what's happening with your phone call. But anyway, let me go. <clears throat> um, you know, I think Pearl maybe is uh, conditioning these guys for the tournament, talking about staying over in motels. So uh, it's not a bad thing, I don't think. It may be intentional. Well, that, that's I, I really hadn't thought about it, but Brian brought that up, and that is a that's a good point to have them experience that before the tournament. Um, they just they just looked a little sluggish, I thought Saturday. Yeah, well, let, let me tell you, uh, I, I brought this up to you guys before, uh, and uh, who's there today? You said Brian. Brian. Uh, Hello. I, if you were on there when I brought this up, I said you know it, it was a carryover from last year that Auburn was kind of sluggish. 
in in the last four minutes of each half. But it seems like they've taken care of that, and now it's in the first four or five minutes of each half. So what do you think about that? I think some of that has to do with the last two games being on the road and the other teams just really taking it to Auburn at times. But um, I I do think that's one area, and I I think it goes down to Auburn defensively. I thought Alabama in that game just outplayed Auburn defensively. They were more active. They got after it more. And that's they not what they've closer. been known for. Right. But, yeah, you're right. And, 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 Auburn, and Auburn probably dug themselves too deep of a hole yeah. in the first half against Alabama. Yeah, like if, that, if, if Auburn run. had been able to keep – you know, if, if Auburn had been able to hold off that 17-4 run or whatever yeah. it was that Bama used to close the first half, you know, they maybe yeah. would have, it would have been enough in the second half. But they – you know, Bama played so well that Auburn couldn't, Auburn couldn't stay with to, to me, Auburn's identity has got to be we're going to play this crazy defense because we've got all this depth, and we're going to force turnovers, and we're going to get points in transition, and that's how we're going to you know overwhelm teams and make big runs and win games. And they didn't do that in, the, in those two road losses, and I think they've got to find a way to get back to it. Yeah, you guys are probably right. I'll jump over to the NFL. You know, it looked like Detroit. They're the uh, Chicago Cubs of the of football. <laughs> it seems like they're going to have that spurt of making it there and can't quite almost. Catch it. And yep. They, and then all of a sudden they'll win one, and you'll never see them again. <laughs> well, maybe are they just waiting for let Let's win one. Yeah, I mean this yeah. is as close yeah. as they've ever been. Yeah, I mean, and, and so maybe folks will you know maybe they'll be the. I mean, I hadn't really thought about the Lions as the the closest thing to a lovable loser that the NFL has. But I guess, you know, of the, of the franchises that have been around that long, all the other ones have championships, right? You're looking yeah, at the, wanna, the Chargers and the Lions. Nick- I think that's, you know, that's, that's who's still, still waiting. Yeah, I'm going to nickname them the Lion Cubs. So, uh, anyway, um, Dan, you talk about NASCAR. Uh, that first race is, you know, the 4th of February in the Coliseum. It's not a pointed race, but... You know, it start, it kicks off the season. Yeah, saw some uh, saw some NASCAR. What the the Daytona uh, plugs during the NFL uh, during the NFL games yeah. on Fox. And then uh, yeah, then the following Thursday is going to be the clash of the, of Daytona. They determine to determine who uh, what position they start on in the five hundred. Yeah, and it's either is it either it's two weeks is it two weeks from yesterday or three weeks from yesterday? The actual is it? I think it's the, I, I think it's the eighteenth. But yeah, I might have fifth, yeah, it's the fourth, fifteenth, and eighteenth. Yeah, so so the, the Daytona rate the sun, Sunday the eighteenth is the uh, is, yeah. is, is is the big one. So yeah, big uh, big season of that coming. I know I know some people who really enjoyed NBC's coverage and uh, uh, yeah, some some familiar names there in uh, in NASCAR. We'll we'll talk about that as we get a little bit, little bit closer to it. Good good stuff, Specter. Yeah. All right, take care. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Who have we got hanging on? John. John, hold on. You'll be up first when we come back here on the Monday Drive. Born and raised in Lee. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 22 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Monday afternoon. Great that it, look, it's after 520 and there's still light outside. Yeah. Man, the days you can, you can see, you can. There's proof that the days are getting longer. A thousand degrees is just around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'll feel like. Let's get back to the phone. And John has been hanging on for a little while. Hey, John. 
Hey, guys, just a couple of thoughts. Um, I went back and looked at Auburn basketball on the road the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think the last time Auburn actually beat an NCAA tournament caliber team on the road was at the end of the 2022 season at Texas A&M. So the road, wo- road woes are a concern. Uh, second thing, and this flew really under the radar and was pretty abrupt, but I don't know if you saw Auburn just clip their women's tennis coach, and I think they were in the postseason. Really odd. Odd deal there. And um, one question for Brian. Um, I, I was in Auburn a couple of weeks ago for the Ole Miss game, and it's such a construction zone, you can't really tell. But what is actually going to be completed on the Plainsman Park renovation um, in time for opening day this year? That's really all I got, guys. Appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it, John. So there is a lot of construction down that first base right field line. Yeah, that's there, there of, is. That's all you can see when you drive right. by. And that's laying the groundwork for what's going up after, after the season and for the uh-huh. 2025 season which will be, you know, all the new stands in the press box. and the Because mm-hmm. the press box is moving down yeah. the first baseline as well. So that's all next year. For this year, you've got the tiered um, uh, deck in the outfield for the for students. For the students. You've got the new row of um, premium seating right behind home plate. Yeah, the Hall of Fame Club. Hall of Fame Club. Yes. Uh, and that's opening, I think it's in that room that if you saw from the street, it looked like an old weight room or something. I think that's mm-hmm. It's somewhere, somewhere right in that area. It's, bo- it's below the first um, base stands in there. Right. Uh, and that'll be like a club area, eating, snacking, drinking, right. big TVs, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, on the women's tennis uh, front, I-, I would say that uh, you know, I have nothing I have no I have no details no, whatsoever. None none of us none of us do. It was a but yeah, it, it was an abrupt right. Yeah. No, but but I would say just based on the nature of the abruptness of it and I mean Auburn sent out a very brief mm-hmm. uh, uh statement. Pre- a statement about you know about the change in leadership within the women's tennis program and I mean it was abrupt enough that they didn't actually name the interim coach it's going to be and I'm quoting from the uh, this is the quote from John Cohen on Sunday uh, the program will be under the direction of members of the men's and women's tennis staff on an interim basis as the search for a permanent replacement begins unquote so right. Auburn you know felt felt whatever uh, whatever uh, head coach fired assistant yes. uh, top assistant resigned and they just uh, they just uh, knocked off a top fifteen yeah. team, so it's it's. I don't think it is performance based. No, that's. But we really don't know. Uh, was it? What did he? Did it? Oh, he was talking about basketball and the struggles on the road. Yeah, and and that that indeed that's, is true. I saw yeah. a number now. I, I, I this one I am not a hundred percent sure. Um, but you know we talked about the fact that well Auburn is now zero and three, uh, still zero and three. Against uh, quad one teams quad one. because 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 App, App State dropped out down of, to out quad of two, yeah. but uh, somebody somebody had posted after the loss on Saturday that Auburn's three and seventeen in their last twenty games against quad one. Teams. Yeah, that's not good, you know. And and good teams are going to make runs, you know. Eventually, you think they're going to steal some. Yeah. And you thought this team did when they went to Arkansas to open things. Oh up. yeah. But it just turns out Arkansas is a really bad team right now. Maybe they'll figure it out and become better. I don't know. But they they look bad right now. Oh, no no kidding. Appreciate the call, John. Let's get back to the drive hotline. Sponsored by Skybar. Marcus is next. Hey, Marcus. Hey, guys. Um, you know, everybody likes Bruce. I think everybody considers him a great recruiter. Good with the media. Very likable. And I think we kind of are what we are with Bruce. I mean, 
I don't think he's ever going to change. He's going to let the recruit small guards. He's going to let him throw it up and shoot it wherever he wants to and really not run much of a set offense. And the frustrating thing is we don't ever really seem to change. I mean, we're shooting 23 24% against SEC opponents from outside mm-hmm. three, but just really don't try to play inside out or do something different, which is kind of frustrating. And then the biggest thing, I think, with Kiffin, you think I'm sure he's probably hoping to get a, a defense coordinator job with some of these turnovers in the NFL. How much longer do you all think Q waits? Does he give him through the weekend to make a decision and then finally name someone else on Monday if Kiffin is not coming? Or what do you see from a time state, time state there? Oh, I, I think they'll he'll have a good idea within the next couple of days. I, I just think this is coming to an end here. Yeah, I, I've been thinking, Marcus, and I and nobody's told me this, but I've just been thinking, hey, around the first of February, you you got to go ahead and have your guy. Well, yeah, you got to start putting your defensive schemes together, and he's got to start working with the defensive coaches. We start spring early March. Um, if it's not him, do you guys still think it's Durkin, or do you think there's too many roadblocks from um, some of the higher ups that would stop? Durkin from being able to be hired you know and I think I think everything that happened at Maryland he's been exonerated and like I say he's worked for A&M he's worked for Ole Miss and yeah and, and, really look, and looked like it looked like he coach. was looked like he was definitely uh uh drawing interest from Nick Saban at Alabama before he retired well, that was what I was going to say if Saban had stayed I think he was going to replace Kevin Steele mm-hmm. and I think the guy's a good coach he did a great job I think at Ole Miss I, I yeah. you know honestly Marcus uh I've, I've talked to a talked to a couple of folks and I don't think that that's the reason that DJ Durkin's not the defensive coordinator right now. They're yet. still waiting on Kiffin. I think Have so. Have y'all heard much about the SM, SMU coach? Is he a, a a good viable option, even though he's young? He's done a great job at SMU. He has, and he was he was. Come on, uh, no, no, no. The, no, defensive, the defensive coordinator, coordinator there, who was who oh, was oh, with oh, you oh, at yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, at Liberty. Um, True. No, I haven't. I've just I've seen some speculation, but that doesn't mean he's not involved. But uh, it just his name just doesn't get mentioned as much. Scott Simon, right? right. I definitely yeah. think it's Chris's job if he wants it. Yeah. That's what it appears. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Marcus. 334-321-1390. Yeah, we talked about that in the in the first hour. That's sort of uh while we're while we're talking football, let's uh Brian get your thoughts on Will Redman, uh, who yeah. was hired. I mean, I do think that that may have also been a reason why the defensive coordinator thing wasn't at the top, because I think that was uh uh, considered, and I believe it is, a very important hire for Auburn football. You look around and you see more and more colleges. I think there have been two or three other SEC teams in the last week who have brought in someone to be there, if not officially, uh, but being called the general manager right. of, of their football program. Well, if you freeze is going to take more, is going to be more involved in the offense while Auburn continues to recruit at a high level, He's going to have to have guys like Will Redman on the staff. And uh, Will is a guy that can be sort of the GM of Auburn football in a lot of ways with a, a special emphasis on town acquisition and uh, everything that's involved in that and, and helping to organize who you're recruiting, how you're recruiting them, when they're coming to visit, all those things. Um, uh, and just being able to maybe be a little bit um, quicker, uh, quicker strike type when, when the portal opens. So Auburn could be a little bit uh, more assertive there, uh, you know, when it first opens up. And uh, just generally taking some of that recruiting um, stuff off of you, Freeze, and, and letting him spend more time with the offense and uh, preparing game plans and calling plays and such and not feeling like he has to spend as much time as he has, which has been very successful in recruiting. Now, that that also brings to mind something that I, I was asked today, and I've seen a couple of people posting about this as well, uh, with 
with the um, you know with with the talk and and uh, that obviously Charles Kelly is on the staff mm-hmm. and he has the title of co-defensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's been uh, some some thought that well Charles could just be um, promoted to full-time defensive coordinator I've had I've had two different people ask me well would that be a problem for him taking away from his absolute strength which everyone says is recruiting if he's a defensive coordinator and has to be the defensive play caller because we heard so much about how how that would mm-hmm. that took away from Hugh Freeze being yeah. able to try to do both are you going to then pile that onto uh, to to Charles Kelly who's been known as a a great recruiter well, well, and, with I, D- and with DJ Dirt and well and, and with Chris Kiffin as a guy who's been kicked around as as a possible contender to, to be the, the final addition of the staff you would think that well Kiffin's been in the NFL for much of the last six seven years six yeah. or seven years maybe he would focus on the more schematic elements of the job and Charles Kelly would be focused more on the recruiting aspect of it uh, you know I, I didn't sort of wonder you know if that was the the plan when Charles Kelly was was hired and named co-defensive coordinator would there be I guess another way of phrasing Bill's question would be like would would there be if Charles Kelly is promoted to coordinator? Wouldn't you need to to fill that last spot with another really dynamic yeah. recruiter? I think that's what would happen. And then when you did that, then you've got another recruiter on staff, and you've got a guy a coordinator who's also giving you a coordinator that can really recruit too. So it's mm-hmm. plus plus in a lot of ways. And I think that's what would happen if you did elevate Charles Kelly into the defensive coordinator full time role. Yeah, I do. I do wonder what would happen with that that final vacancy. And I guess just based on the way things have transpired so far you would look to Hugh's past and you would look to places, you know, guys who have worked with Hugh Freeze at one point or another, maybe Charles Kelly too, as as candidates to be the final, what would be the defensive ends coach, mm-hmm. outside linebackers coach, whatever position uh, now, now has a vacancy with uh, with Ron Roberts having not been officially replaced. Was, was that, he was like, was it Jack, Jack slash outside? Oh, I thought, was Ron Roberts the outside or the inside linebackers? Ron Roberts coached yeah. the Jacks. Yeah, okay. The, the pass yeah, rushers. so it would be the edge, okay. Jack, whatever, yes. Which, yeah, whoever, whoever you comes You would think would be, the, yeah. would be, would be the, the open spot. Right. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Still plenty of time for you to join in in the final 25 minutes or so here of the Monday Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive, 23 minutes away from 6 o'clock here on this Monday afternoon. Yep, still not completely dark. I, I love I we're it. Only, I think we're only about a month away from the daylight savings. Uh, oh, is that right? I think, it's, I think it's early March. So When are we going to go ahead and just, uh, just just stick with it? Go ahead. You know, I I won't even have to I adjust. Mean, it, won't be, it won't be bothering me as much. I won't be having to get up and go into the office. And you've anything. got, well, you've got, cl- you've got clocks that. everywhere, right? So that's, I absolutely do. It's a big adjustment. It is such you. a pain when I have yeah. to set 25 clocks or something up or back. I kind of like it. You know what I mean? I kind of like the extra, I kind of like the extra hour you get in the middle of the, in the middle of the fall there, you know, the extra, the extra 1 a.m. I like the skipping. Uh, in, in the, I like, I, I like, that, I like but. it being daylight. I like it still being light when we get done. You know, that way, if there's anything I need to get done, uh, I can I can at least see I can at least see what's going on in the yard. 
want, want to, outside um, the house. Want, want to pass along to our best wishes to Barrett Salee, who uh, posted uh, that that uh, Wednesday, January thirty first, will be his last day with CBS after seven years. Oh, I didn't see with, that with the network. Yeah, Barrett Barrett posting Barrett on social media. Barrett posts a lot of things, but I, 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 yeah. and, and I, I hadn't. I, I'm sorry, but I hadn't checked them the last few days. January thirty first uh, will be uh, will be uh, his last day with CBS Sports, and he's. Uh, and you know why he's doing that. So he can come back home with us. So is that? Oh, see, I I wondered. Well, he does have, he, he does have some, uh, some. I think he's probably got something that he can be. He's doing. got college football smothered and covered, which is a podcast that he did for a while, which should yep. be should yep. be coming back. I think we could probably find out if he could start coming. I, on the show. I will. I will check with him. I, miss, I will check I, with him. I, I, maybe, I, I, we missed him. Maybe Barrett Salee Fridays or Barrett Salee Tuesdays. You know, Barrett Salee like, whenever when it, whenever it works for him. I would. Yeah, I'd love love to have Barrett back and uh, and and yeah, wish uh, you know wish him all the best. Yeah. But, yeah seven years at at CBS uh, coming to an end on on Wednesday this week. Well, that, that's uh, yeah. Congratulations to him. So so January thirty first, the end for. For, for for some of us, that's right. Certain did, things did, did, did an outstanding job, and uh, and yeah, looking forward to uh, whatever's next for Barrett, and uh, and hopefully he'll be uh, back on the show sometime soon. Meanwhile, uh, Brian, talk a little bit about everything going on there at uh, at AuburnSports.com. We talked about your your musings, which you do every Monday, but I mean uh, they're they're, they're quite Spears. A, yeah, yeah. One more time. That's right. Um, it's about you know you remember when they, they, you do you remember when there there were the the hot rumors that she was going to be an Auburn student. Did you I ever do hear remember that? that. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, back in the day. Yep. Oh yes, I, sure I absolutely. I vividly remember that time period uh-huh. as, a, as a teenage boy who you know that that and that you know what that felt also like a shift to where TRL and MTV started having a really like that was like that bu- that late '90s bubblegum wave of like Britney Spears and InSync and the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah. And, and Christina Aguilera, like that, really felt like okay. Now, now stuff for teens, like re, you know, really was was pushing, was driving everything bigger than ever. Was, no yeah, big, question big, big, bigger about than that. ever. And I don't know if it's necessarily gone away. Like there's still, you know, no, very, you're right, but, you're but, right. But, but you know, maybe you know, it's 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 been waves of things, and you've had you know, boy bands and 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 pop stars since then. But yeah, it was a, a really. Uh, you know, it was it was a, a different time period, and and that really kicked it off in a lot of ways. That baby, one more time video, uh, and and uh, it was a song too, but the music video yeah. I think is, is oh. the thing. Oh, that I just blew it by the way. Yeah, my the most crazy thing about all this, I've written it before, but the 1992 Mickey, 1993, 92 through 94 Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club, Club. Had, yeah, had her along with Christina Aguilera, Carrie Russell, Justin Timberlake, and Ryan Gosling. Yep. That's I mean, un- what a unbelievable. Are you serious? Yeah. Now you wonder if it had just had five others, yeah. if they'd be as big Probably, as those maybe, five. Maybe. I mean, you just just think of just think of they're out there somewhere. There's some think, middle there's some yeah. middle aged folks going, damn, I just lost out <laughs> that last audition, or I'd be you I, know. I believe. But all those all those uh, actors and 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 uh, you know uh, musicians are just extremely talented. They really are. Like I think Orlando was the was the the place where a lot of these these yeah. acts you know really started out because either they were trying to get on the Mickey Mouse Club or they were trying to get booked at Disney or they were trying to become you know Disney Channel actors or stuff like that. Like yeah. I think a lot of it's where like that's that's you know five aspiring Disney Channel stars become 
the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, why do you think Ken's like been that? going down there every year? I didn't want to ask questions about why, why Ken's going down there. <laughs> All the best. Ken. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I guarantee you that's why our next caller has called in. We talked some baseball a while ago. We talked some football and stuff. But, no, we talk about uh, Britney Spears and Tex gives us a call. <laughs> hey, Tex. Oh, my God. That was absolutely – I knew Dan Peck was a boy band fan. Just, I, I like boy bands, too, like Leonard Skinner. The, the Beatles were a pretty good boy band. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Doobie Brothers. Uh, so, anyway. Stones. Just kidding with yeah. you, Dan. Uh, the Stones, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, a lot of talk about the basketball, and I haven't had a chance to get in. And, by the way, congratulations, Bill. Uh, Cindy wants to know why you're retiring on her birthday, but uh, I told her you uh, be, to because the sure university to told me I had to work the last day of the month. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so that you would know that we would always remember the day you retired. Oh well, uh, uh, that sure that's that, that sounds good. So, okay, we'll go we'll go with that. Uh, but anyway, so it made me the last two basketball games reminded me of the LSU Auburn baseball series last year. Quite a strange comparison, but I had brought a really good friend up with me from Baton Rouge who's a huge LSU baseball fan, and we watched Skeen strike out 15 on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we came from behind with a big win on Saturday and then just smoked them Sunday. And in true text form, I don't leave until the game's over. So I sat there the entire time, and it was killing him when we were scoring 20-plus against them. And he was the whole way home complaining about how bad the baseball team was and they weren't going to win anything. <laughs> and, yeah. and then they won the national championship. Right, right. So it isn't necessarily how you play in January. It's more about how you're playing at the end of February and into March. Much like baseball, it's not about how you're playing in March. It's about how you're playing in June. Golly, when, when Auburn so, made the final four run, they got blown out by Kentucky yeah. right there at, yeah, at the by end. 80 to 53, I think. Yeah. Was it. Yeah. Well, although I think it also depends on which goal you're talking about, right? Because I think for a regular season conference championship, which still matters, it, it should matter a lot. In college athletics, right? Because, I mean, it, I think you set yourself up for some disappointment if it's all about what happens in the postseason tournament. And you're playing you're playing months for, uh, I think Tex would understand better than most, right? Like you're playing months for this, for, for you know, against the teams in your league, uh, first and foremost for the right to be the best team in your league. And so I think for, for a regular season conference championship, Auburn, yes, you want to be peaking at the right time, but you don't want to drop too many of these. And you certainly need to take mm-hmm. care of business at home. Uh, but no, I agree. Like the postseason represents a chance, like that 2019 team, you know, a chance to avenge maybe a disappointing regular mm-hmm. season and go out there and re- rewrite what that season was about. And no one remembers the 2019 regular season well, because the team did so well. Uh, in, you know, going to the Final Four. Uh, you know, I I think basketball more than any sport, the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament are much. Not, not bigger than, say, the baseball playoff or the college football, but I don't think uh, teams are striving as much. They're striving and peaking in the last four weeks of the season is what is what I believe. And I, uh, I hear a lot of complaints about Bruce. He's great when he wins, but he's not a great coach when he wins. <laughs> sure. The ball well, who is? The basket. It's, it's amazing to me. It's his fault that uh, – we seem to hit the back of the rim a lot or the front of the rim a lot when we're shooting threes from half court. Uh, but so 
it's I watched that game over again. Look, we miss layups. Uh, we miss putbacks. Uh, I think we had some lazy fouls. You, everybody's talked about look like tired legs. Lazy fouls come from tired legs. And and I don't know if that was the case or why that would be the case. So, but I, I'm, and I hate to lose more than anybody. I hate to lose at playing cards. It doesn't matter. If you're keeping score, I think you ought to win. But at the same token, uh, the the turn kind of complete 360 against or 180 against this basketball team. I think you you might be missing the boat here a little bit. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of tournament games. Mm-hmm. I agree there. Games. All right, and you guys watch a lot more than me. I got a question for you, and I'm married to a former basketball. Well, she still plays basketball, but a former basketball player. <laughs> when the offensive player has the ball, it is okay for them to shoulder and forearm you away from them when they create contact and then go up and jump into you and then you become the fouler. How, how does that work? Anybody, can anybody <laughs> give me an idea? Because I watched uh, Alabama did it, uh, Mississippi State did it. Uh, people, they're attacking you aggressively. They're creating space themselves, and then they jump into you, and you're the one committing the foul. I just don't understand. Yeah, I, yeah and, and one of the things they were, they were going to try to place an emphasis on, and we saw it a little bit early in the season – was the the verticality thing right. and just you know have your arms straight up and we I saw a few calls go against the offensive players early this year, but it looks it looks much more like it has in the past. Well, try, now. Trying to trying to get offensive fouls out of the game where, where where the defender is exaggerating the contact and trying to draw the charge and and you know I, I get I get that the offensive fouls that need to be in the game more maybe they're not even fouls maybe they're just no calls but. But yeah, I see, I see a lot of, maybe more this season than, than usual. Text a lot of flailing, a lot of, uh, a lot of it feels like, oh well, this this player fell hard, so it must have been a foul. Um, where I just, you know, I I, I feel like it's it's, uh, and look, I sympathize because it's an impossible job. Like you know, contact under the basket or on rebounds, I can't imagine trying to, uh, you know, trying try to officiate the scrum, right. you know, the scrum, the battle for the rebound there underneath, but. But no, I agree. I, I you feel like too, too often, too often the player taking the shot gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I, and I just don't understand what's an offensive foul and what's not anymore. And I did see one get called this weekend, but it's it's very difficult to tell uh, because I will tell you, uh, as a defensive player today, you do not have to exaggerate the contact because they're drilling you. They're coming and yeah. they they get away with shoulders and heads and forearms. Uh, all game long, and both, and, and that's not just against us; it, that's us too. We do the same thing. So I, I just I don't understand how it's being officiated. Text the coach. All at, right, I appreciate the, the time, guys. Text, appreciate it, text. So the coach at Lafayette uh, was, was a high school coach in Lafayette before becoming the the head coach at at, at University of Louisiana. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and he is. I've never seen a basketball coach who is more uh, who is more passionate about his team drawing charges. Like up thirty or down thirty, huh. he is all over his team about getting in the way and cutting off the dribble penetration, and they're great at it, you know. And, and I guess he's he knows the it's, it's it's like vertical integration, Bill. He he set up the little league in in Lafayette and some other parts of Louisiana, so they they've been drilled on this for a really long time, and uh, and yeah, it's something to see. But but in you know, I, I do 
I do think that sort of the illegitimate version of that, the uh, the, the the exaggerated contact for the charge, is just uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad they're getting it out, and I uh, I, th- I thought Texas made some good points about the. Uh, about offensive players initiating the contact, too. We need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Mitch, hold on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Monday Drive.